back to another one of our Holocaust podcasts. Today we're starting out on April 11th, 2018 at 11 a.m. Today we're discussing why we should care about events in other parts of the world, ways to stay involved in the now and in a position to act on the good or bad situations happening. I'm your host, Paige. I'm Ben, a panelist. I'm Brooks, a panelist. I'm Marley. So to start us off, how can involvement in other countries and the rest of the world keep everything working in perfect order, and how can we learn from other successes and failures? My understanding of this is that you want to have like a great alliance with your allies, and you want to be in good terms with other countries around the world. So I thought a perfect example for this was um, the U.S. You know, they weren't even in the war yet, and they decided to give, you know, supplies like guns, clothes, food to, like, the U.K. and France. So if they were to ever enter the war, they would have allies. Yeah, and I feel like that was a great way for them to let everybody know that they're aware of what's happening Mm -hmm. without having to involve themselves in World War II. Yeah, and then Pearl Harbor happened, which led to the U.S. to enter the war anyway. So, like, while all this is happening in Europe, how is the U.S. preparing for their time of isolation? Well, the U.S., because they were going into isolation, they created the Land-Lease Act, which kept them from getting too involved in the war. But they would send supplies to the allied countries to help the war effort. And they would get paid back after the war for whatever they sent. I feel like that's like a, it's a great way to like get yourself like involved, but like yeah. to stay out like of a all. safe distance. Yeah, like a safe distance. But like, did like they ever have a situation where they had to deal with the Soviet Union? And the Soviet Union was asking for war materials while they were fighting Germany. But the U.S. said no because they were communists. So, like... And, they're all, and because of their political beliefs, which yeah. is basically communism. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, this is how they were preparing for war, but, I mean, I guess it really didn't ending up matter because soon the U.S. joined the Allied forces once they were bombed by Japan. And yeah. So could you tell us a little about that, Ben? Yeah. So um, the U.S. moved their, like, some of their forces from San Diego to... um. Hawaii and the Japanese like kind of took that as a threat, so they thought, yeah. hey, why not? Let's just like have it, like most of their navy and like boats and stuff are there, like important boats. Mm-hmm. So let's, might as well like bomb them, and they bombed them, killed thousands of people, and. But like something else they did was a lot of the factories started manufacturing goods for war, so like that was also another way of them preparing for. From the NBC newsroom in New York, President Roosevelt said in a statement today that the Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, from the air. I repeat that. President Roosevelt says that the Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii from the air. We will interrupt all programs to give you latest news bulletins. Stay tuned to this station. Like a big way that um, Jews took a part in the Holocaust. Stop was by being major sources of World War Two and like, like Anne Frank and Ellie Wiesel, like their books they were like were the scapegoats. Yeah. Sources. And like they were the big sources of why people went into concentration camps and why people mm-hmm. were forced into well, this devastation. Yeah, and all just because they were, yeah, and and just just because they were the pictures showed us 
like what happened and everything. Yeah, and all these Jews were treated so poorly during World War II mm-hmm. just because uh-huh. of, of their religion. of their so called mistakes that they had previously made. Yeah, the Germans thought they killed Christ. And they were also blamed for being very successful and for the reason that World War One like why Germany lost so bad. Yeah. Exactly. So so Marley, could you tell us a little about Anne Frank and who she was? Um, Anne Frank was a thirteen year old Jewish girl who was in hiding during the Holocaust. And so she kind of was subject to like having to hide because of what the Germans were doing to Jews. Yeah, and she wrote in her journal all about her hiding and towards the end she was dying. Oh god, I don't even know. Yeah, well, she, she died basically in the concentration camps. Yeah. Because once she was discovered in the annex, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, can you tell us a little about Knight? I can, Paige. So, Knight is about this 13-year-old Jewish, or 14-year-old Jewish boy named Ellie Wiesel. And he, um, he had to go through count, uh, multiple concentration camps. And he, um, he survived and he wrote this book called Knight. And it, um... So his story kind of differs from Anne's because he was going through the concentration camps as Anne was in the annex hiding. Like, even though, like, Anne Frank and Knight are from different perspectives, like, Anne Frank, um, she wrote this as she was going through this situation, like, as a diary. And... Knight kind of did it the opposite, since he was a Holocaust survivor. He wrote it after. Yeah, he wrote his story after, after he had time to let this, like, filter through him. Like, yeah. he wrote this as an adult. Kind of so like an aftermath. Yeah, it was, yeah. like, two different perspectives, because Anne Frank was, like, while this was all happening, and it was her idea with all of this stuff, and then Knight was him older and kind of told him more of a story for him. Yeah, and I feel like those are really different, even though they're both about how the Holocaust and how they lived through it. Also, something that's kind of different from the stories is that in Anne Frank, um, my understanding is that Anne and her family lived in an annex. Yeah. Um, how does that differ from Night Books? So, in Anne Frank, um, several years ahead, Anne's father started preparing for the Nazis invading the cities and taking the Jews. And so they picked out an annex and were sending supplies there in preparation. And Amsterdam. And, yeah, in yeah. Amsterdam, I think. And then on a night, Ellie warned his father, but news traveled slowly, so I don't think they knew where the Nazis were or if they were coming. And so his father decided not to hide because he didn't see, like, a threat of them coming. Yeah. And yeah. That Even though he had outside communications. But he didn't. Because he knew people. Because he was, he was at the top of that um, town. Yeah, I think his father was at the, like the top of the Jewish community. He just felt like they weren't going to reach them because they were kind of in the country, country in the rural part. Like yeah, the they didn't really think town. that Germany was going to attack. Yeah, Transylvania was cool. But I feel like the difference is since Anne Frank lived in a big city, and that news traveled much faster. The Franks prepared earlier, and it was a good way for them to get ahead and start preparing. They, su- they successfully hid for about two years. Yeah, they did it for a long time because they were in an annex. But um, 
Knight, the story of Knight and Ellie Wiseau, they actually went through the concentration camps. The beginning of the war kind of started with Germany gaining possession of the Rhineland. And this kind of let them have control of too much. And so once Great Britain and France appeased them with this land, like, if other countries were involved in giving Germany this land, do you think, like, they would have stepped in knowing what happened in World War One? Yeah, for sure, bitch. Um, Germany's such a powerhouse. You know, they can just, like, beat you down. I know you can't see that, but I was saying this. Um, yeah, they're really strong, and if you give them this territory, and, like, as you know, um, the Jews are in Poland. You know, there are 3.5 million Jews in Poland. And the Germans hate Jews. Or Hitler does. I don't know if all people in Germany do. And they just give them this to attack. And they get Poland. And they make their way into France and claim that. I think it was a really dumb move on their part. Yeah, yeah I feel like it was kind of a mistake. Because France is out of the war for like... Five years. Yeah, basically the whole war. Until... um. D-Day happened. How did D-Day begin? Um, D-Day began when the U.S. and the U.K. launched an amphibious attack on Normandy, France. Yeah, um, that kind of, that's what I kind of thought was, like, basically the last punch of, yeah, like, it finished it off, basically. And, and like, right after that, they had the Battle of the Bulge, which was definitely the last German offensive. Yes. They had 15-year-olds handling machine guns. It was, like, their Because they had line. nothing left. Yeah. So, after that, there was VE Day. Yep. It was the end of the war on May 8th, 1945. When Could you tell us a little bit about, like, how the war ended and where did Hitler go and how Germany surrendered? Hitler um, actually killed himself a week before um, VE Day basically ended. Mm-hmm. Like, Hitler just, um, he and... Did he, was it suicide? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was suicide. Yeah. He, he took, I think, a pill. Um, it was like a shot himself. Thing. It was, it was it doing care. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, he did that, and um, he did that with his one of his major generals. And so after that, Germany had basically lost hope, right? Yeah, they're they're just done. they're like, oh, we're screwed. Yeah, Hitler's I mean, not here. Our main leader just. But I feel done. like what some people learned from the Milgram experiment and that it happened in previous um, things is that people. Only listen to someone that authority. is of higher, yeah, yeah of authority matter. or higher ranking. A lot of other people that know about World War II try to separate themselves from the Germans that were doing these terrible things. But in the Milgram experiment, it proved that even with no consequences to not listening to your higher authority, you still can do terrible things. So, this is why when Hitler was committed suicide, the German army had to surrender. Because they had no one to take commands from, no one of higher authority, because Hitler was the one in total control of the German army. And so when Hitler committed suicide and was no longer there, this is why the German army had to surrender from World War II and take the losing side. So what does VE Day stand for? Like, what does it mean? Victory in Europe. Yeah, so that... I think that would make a lot of sense because this is like the end of the war and it's yeah. like good times for everybody and like concentration camps are being liberated and Jews are finally free from what they've been through for so long. Yeah. So like 
this really makes people aware of what's happening in other countries, and this allows you to understand what other parts of the world are going through. Yeah, and what's happening in other countries and countries. stuff. Yeah, so in the very beginning, people were preparing for this situation, and they didn't really know what was going to happen. And so I feel like we've talked about some of these examples already, but, like, the U.S. went through their time of isolation they were preparing for war, producing war goods, and, like, building their army. And, yeah. like, the Franks were preparing to go into hiding. For and, like, a couple of years. And they were sending supplies over to the annex, and the friends were helping them. And Yeah, and they were, like, getting ready because they knew what was Jews, about to happen. Yeah, they knew what Jews were going in on today's discussion about the story of Anne Frank and Knight and why we should care about events in other parts of the world. We hope you enjoyed our podcast, and thanks for listening. I'm your host, Paige. I'm Ben, your panelist. Adios. Sayonara. Bye.